0: All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray with you guys before we jump into the message. So would you join me in prayer? Lord, would you speak this morning? God, would, would, would you give me the words that are truly accurate to who you are? God, would you let this teaching be a good representation of, of you? And God, I pray that, that you prepare our hearts for your truth and that your truth is, is spoken this morning. And we pray this in your name, amen. So we're on this series called Promises. And as I said last week, kind of the heart of this was um, months ago, I had done a little bit of teaching and I, I kind of set a throwaway line of just, that's why it's so important to know God's promises, to trust them, to believe them. And, and I had several people ask, well, what are the promises? What are some of those promises that we can know? And so I thought, Let's go through some of the core ones. As I said last week, this is not an exhaustive list of the promises of God. I'm still finding new promises every time I read the Bible that I didn't even know are in there. But the heart of this is to give each of us, if you're not sure of them, some some really good starting place of what God's promises are. But also for some of us who have been in the faith for a while, it's a reminder how many of you guys need reminders every once in a while? I, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Where sometimes I'll go back through some of my old sermons and I'm like, oh, I need to listen to that. I need to preach to myself. Because you, you forget sometimes. Especially when life gets really difficult, it's easy to forget. When things get chaotic, when, when you're kind of just in survival mode, which let's be honest, about 80% of us, have been for probably two years just in survival mode, it's easy to forget some of this stuff because you're just trying to get through. And so this is a reminder for us. And so last week we looked at this promise of that God will fight for us. That when the attacks come, which they will come, he will fight for us. And our job is is to be still, or, or better, to, to, to wait quietly and just keep doing what we know we're called to do. And we looked at the story of the Israelites and the Red Sea for that. And so we're going to move on today. And um, I'm going to tell you a story that might not make sense, but eventually it will, Okay. So I was doing the dishes many years ago, which that should be brownie points right there, right? That's, that's really good. And, and for those of you um, men who aren't married yet, married men know this, when you're doing the dishes and you're drying and your towel's a little wet, it's really important to annoy your wife by kind of hitting her with the towel, right? You guys know that's an essential part of doing the dishes. And when I started doing that, I had a dog that thought that I was hurting Leslie. And decided that she was going to save Leslie and come in and not attack me, but try to get in between me, to which gave me a perfect opportunity to hit my dog a little bit with the towel, to which she did not like. She did not like that at all. And she kept running away. But then she regained her courage and came back in. And so I'd kind of hit her again and we played this game. And it was so funny, I could see the thought process because she was scared of it hitting her face. You could tell like that's what she was trying to get her face out of the way. So finally she kind of stood there for a second and just closed her eyes as tight as she could and just ran as hard as she could into the kitchen to try to protect, right, her mom. And the reason I tell you that story is I think that for me, that is the perfect definition of courage because she was scared. She didn't want to get hit, but there was a, a something propelling her to do that. So even though she had to close her eyes, she still did what it took to run back into that situation. And that's the definition to me of courage. Anytime I think of courage, I see my, my dog's eyes closed tight and her just bolting into the room anyways, to try to be the hero of the situation. And, and, and courage, if you haven't learned already, is a very big part of the Christian life. If you do not have courage, the Christian life is gonna be very, very difficult for you because there's a lot of scary situations involved in the Christian walk. There's going to be parts of life that are very, very scary that you do not want to go into. And many of us tend to avoid, did my mic go out? No, it's still there. Many of us tend to avoid situations that we feel are scary. You know, that's just kind of how many of us operate is when we see something that is scary, we're like, how can I get away with, with not going into that? How can I hide? How can I avoid this situation as much as possible? And as you guys have probably learned in your life, that's not very helpful in your walk with God or even in life in general. Usually those scary situations that you avoid come back to bite you in the butt, right? Because you should have taken them on. You should have addressed them, but you were too scared and it was easier to avoid them. And that's why we look at at certain occupations with such respect like firefighters and police officers and, and people in the military and, and um, EMTs and things like that because they're people who have made a career out of when situations are scary and everybody else runs away, I choose to run into them. We respect that and we, we really are like, wow, that is pretty amazing. But oftentimes in our life, there's those situations that just seem a little scary that we want to avoid and if we want to live a Christian life the way that God has called us to, we have to have the courage to run into those situations that we are scared of. And, and it probably isn't gonna be a burning building, right? It's probably gonna be that conversation that you just don't wanna have with somebody, but you know you need to, right? It's gonna be that, that friend, as Brady said, that, that you, you know you're supposed to say something to, but man, that's not, our friendship has never been on, things, and what is this going to go, and it's a scary situation with that. There's, there's those problems, whether it's in the workplace, at home, that scare us. But if we avoid them, we are not going to be able to live the life that God has called us to live. So the question I want you guys to ask today is this. How can I be more courageous as a Christian? How can I be more courageous And to answer that question, I'm going to bring you to Joshua chapter 1. This is, to me, one of the most powerful chapters in the Bible. Because what you have to understand about Joshua is he is taking over for Moses. That is a very tough act to follow. Moses is the one who took the Israelites out of Egypt. He was like the father of this whole thing. He was the guy. He parted the Red Sea. He got water to come out of a rock. He was the one that asked God for manna. Like, this was a guy you do not want to have to follow after because he was the guy. And yet you have Joshua who's trying to take over for Moses. And God says, not only are you going to have to do just as much as Moses, you're going to do more. In fact, you're going to finish work that he couldn't finish. How many of you guys want that job? How many of you guys sign up for that job? Let me do that. God is basically telling Joshua, I am going to lead you into scary places. I, I'm just telling you right up front. In fact, the land that God had promised them that Joshua, it was his job to actually take. When Moses got there, the people looked at it and said, we're like grasshoppers to these people. And they were too scared to take the land. And God says, Joshua, by the way, you're going to get to finish that work that Moses couldn't even do. So I'm going to read to you out of Joshua chapter one, and we're going to read verses one through nine. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. This week, the promise we're looking at is is pretty simple, and it's one that I'm sure you know, but you might have forgotten, is that God will never leave you. That's a promise that he gives his people. I will never leave you. And when he tells Joshua to be courageous, and did you catch how many times he told him that over and over again? It's because God knows it's hard to be courageous. It is not natural for us. It's natural when we see scary things to try to find ways to avoid them. And so he says three times, be strong and courageous over and over again. But then he gives the why. Here's why you can be courageous. He doesn't say be strong and courageous because you're so awesome. He doesn't say that because you're so smart. He says, be strong and courageous because I am with you, because I will never leave you. That's the only reason that Joshua could be courageous is because God promised I will never leave you. And in your life, that's gonna be the same thing. Don't be courageous because you're just that awesome. Don't be courageous because you trust in your own strength or you trust in your own intelligence or because you think you can handle whatever's gonna come. Because I'm going to be honest, you can't handle whatever is going to come. Be courageous because you believe that God will never leave you. That is your reason to be courageous. God said, just like Moses, I'm going to be with you in all the scary places. Because God brought Moses to all the scary places. You can go through the life of Moses, all the scary places. And God was like, Joshua, do you remember how I never left? right? When you were in slavery, I never left. When you were pinned between the Red Sea and the Egyptian army, I never left. When you were starving to death, I never left. Over and over, all of the scary places, God was there. And he said, I'm going to do the same for you. So be courageous. Let's watch how this plays out in, in a different story. How many of you guys have heard we sang about it this morning, which was an awesome song choice? I didn't even ask them to do that. That's how you know God is kind of involved and connected. The story of the fiery furnace. You guys, most of you have heard, heard of that? I'll, I'll do a quick explanation. But basically, the Israelites got defeated by the Babylonians. And, and the Babylonians took some of the really gifted young men and brought them back to Babylon. It, basically, to use them as... As slaves, or to develop their skills and have them benefit the country of Babylon. And so there's three people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you guys have probably heard those names, who got brought to Babylon. And there was basically uh, a decree that the king gave that said, when the music plays, you have to worship this idol I created. And they said no. So I'm going to read this story to you. This is Daniel chapter 3. We're going to read verses 13 through 18 and then jump down to 21 through 25. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music. If you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it and he will deliver us from your majesty's hands. But even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. So these men wearing their robes, jumping down to verse 21, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, "'Weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire?' They replied, "'Certainly, your majesty.' He said, "'Look, I see four men walking around in the fire.'" unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Most of you know that story. Basically, in the scariest possible situation, which is being thrown into a furnace, I would say that's a very scary situation, God was there with them. In fact, that's where he showed himself the most. And if you say, how can they have had so much courage to stand up to the king of Babylon knowing the punishment that waited for them. They never once said, we're not afraid. We're not going to worship your God because we're strong enough or because we'll figure it out or because we're smart enough. They said, because our God is going to deliver us. He's with us. That's where all of the courage came from. It was not in themselves. It was not in the circumstance. It was in their belief that God was not going to leave them in that situation that is where the courage came from. And in the life of the believer, I know I'm, I'm saying this over and over again, but if we can get this, it will change our life. Your courage always needs to come from your faith that God will not leave you, not in your abilities. Because if your courage comes from your abilities, you are going to run away from the scary places because you are not able to take on the scary places in your own abilities. That courage will fail every time. But if your courage is in the fact that I know God will not leave me, even in the scary places, that courage can stand. That will not falter. If we're being honest, oftentimes what we want God to do is to put us in situations that are nice enough that if he leaves us, we'll be okay, right? If you're being honest, that's kind of like God, you know, I I believe you won't leave me, but I would rather you put me in a place where if you did, I'm still okay, right? God doesn't do that. He puts you in a place where you absolutely are not gonna be okay if he leaves you, and then he goes ahead and doesn't leave you when he puts you there. Now, that's uncomfortable for us because that takes the control away. We can no longer say, I can handle it, because you can't handle it. You have to rely on God being there with you. If you look at the fiery furnace, if God was not there, they would not have been okay. They could not have handled that situation. God put them there, but then he didn't leave. He stayed with them. He didn't prevent them from going into the furnace. He prevented them from going into the furnace alone. And that's two very, very different things. And that's what I'm just going to be honest with all of you. I know I'm, I say all the time, I hate being the bearer of bad news, but I have to be honest with you guys. God will not prevent you from going into furnaces in your life. Maybe sometimes he will, but a lot of the times he won't. But he will prevent you from going into furnaces alone. He will go in there with you. And that is the promise The promise is not, I'll never put you in a bad situation. I've read the Bible many times. I've never found that promise in there. The promise is that I will never leave you, which is a very, very different promise, but it's even better in my opinion. That's a promise I would rather have. So you're gonna go through scary situations and it's different for different people. For some of us, Making a phone call is a scary situation, right? I've 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 known people that have to hype themselves up to like make a phone call and then they're like don't answer, don't answer, don't answer and it's like to them that's a mountain that they have to climb for somebody else they're like what do you t- that's the easiest thing in the world. What what's scary is going to be different for each of us. But one thing I know is that you'll go into scary situations if you are a Christian. That is going to be part of life. Courage is walking into them anyways because you know who is with you. Because you understand that life is not about where you're going. It's not about how good your circumstance is. It is about who you are going with. Have you guys ever watched just a terrible movie with the right person? You know what I'm talking about? It's not funny. It's not well made. It's it's really a bad movie, but you watch it with the right person and you just laugh and have the best possible time because it wasn't really about the movie, it was about who you watched it with. It's the same thing if you go on a road trip. It's like you can go to a great place with the wrong person and have no fun. And then you can go to a gas station with the right person and it is a blast because it's not about the circumstance. It's about who you're with. And this is God's promise. It's like, don't worry about the circumstance. Worry about who you're going to be with. And I've promised you that I'll be with you. So no matter what kind of road trip I send you on, it's going to be good because you've got good company going along with you. I love the The heart of David, because David is another person that you could very, very clearly say is courageous, right? If you think of of Goliath, he's sitting there taunting an entire army and no one had enough bravery to take him on. And David, as a boy, walks in and he's like, I can take him. Let me go. Like, that's a courageous, that's a courageous person. And this is his heart in Psalm chapter 27. These are verses one through five. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation, Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war breaks out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Do you see the heart of David and why he was so courageous all of his life? Is because he never looks at himself He always says, I'm so confident. I am so ready to go because I know that I dwell with God, because I know that in the day of trouble, he will be there, he will protect me, he will guide me. His confidence isn't in the situations that he's in. Because again, if you read David's life, he was in terrible situations Over and over, he was put in the kind of situations that we would look at and go, oh my goodness, that's horrific. Yet, he can still say, I'm confident. I know that it's going to work out because God is with me. And it's really important because he said, the Lord is my light. And I want to sit there for a second because you guys know that it is much easier to be scared when it's dark right? Like that's kind of how it works. Most of us, when we were kids, at least we scared of the dark and maybe we grew out of it. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. I don't know where you're all at because when it's in the dark, your mind can play tricks on you, right? Like, like that pile of clothes on a chair suddenly looks like a person looking at you, right? In the dark. And you're like, wait a minute. What is like you, you lose track of what's real and, and your brain starts to play tricks on you. And as soon as you turn the light on, you're like, oh, that's clothes, I don't even know why I was, I was that scared. And, and what the Bible tells us is that God is our light. So, and, and that he's in us as Christians. So if we walk into a dark situation, we are actually bringing light into that situation. And so there may be a situation that from the outside looks really dark and scary. And it's because you aren't there yet. Because when you walk into that situation, you're actually bringing light with you into that situation. It's as if like if you think of someone who has like a flashlight and a lantern and they're scared to go into a room because it's dark in there. It's like, yeah, because you're not in there yet. Once you get in there, you're bringing light into that room. You're never going to walk into a dark room because you will always be bringing light with you. Into the room. And so we can't let what we see scare us because we have to understand that as soon as we bring light into that situation, the situation changes. And we have to have the courage to walk in there while it's still dark and trust that it will not be dark for long when we walk in there because we're not walking in there alone. If God directs you to go into a dark, scary place, it's not to punish you, it is to bring light into that. Because think about it, that's what we are. We are the light. That's what the Bible says. We as Christians, we are the light. So wouldn't it make sense for God to send us to dark places if he wants to lighten them up, if he wants to make them less scary, send his people into them? And that is why we as people can't avoid that. We can't avoid the scary place because that's our job is to bring the light into there. But it takes courage, and courage comes from trusting and believing that you will never be alone. Because if your courage comes from your abilities, it will falter every single time. But if your courage comes from the fact that I know God won't leave me, then your courage will stand strong, even when you're sent into scary situations. And like I said, those scary situations are different for all of us. We all have different, even past wounds and hurts that might make a situation to some, that looks easy to someone else be a huge mountain for us to get over, but understand that we can have courage walking into those situations. Today, I just I have got good news for you. If you are a Christian, you will never go through something alone. Do you guys know that? It is not possible for you to go through something alone. And even if you're trying to push God away, and even the situations where you don't feel him or you don't maybe think that he's there, the Bible is really clear that that you will not go through it alone. And so today, what I'm encouraging each of us is do not resist where God leads you because you can know that, that he will not leave you. And so any situation that he leads you into, he will be there with you, which means it's going to be bright. It's not gonna be dark once you get in there and that he will stay with you. And when you truly believe that God won't leave you, that he's not this, this God who's gonna like, sneakily lead you into a terrible situation and then just laugh as he leaves you there, once you know that that's not going to happen, once you trust that, this whole journey of life gets a lot more fun. It's a lot less anxiety-driven when you know that with every fiber of your being is that he's not leaving you. And if he leads you into a, a situation, it's because he has a plan for it and he's going to use you in it. That is when we can live courageously as people and like i said most of you probably know this if i were to hand out a quiz to say will god ever leave you as a christian you would probably all get the answer right on the quiz but that's the thing about promises is it's not about being able to get the answer right on a quiz it's about believing it and living your life as if you know it is true and that's a different step to take when it comes to the promises of god and so today that is my challenge not do you know that God's with you. Do you believe that God's with you? Does your life reflect that you believe that God's with you? Because he is. And that is a promise that you can believe. And that's my, my final challenge for you guys is live like God's with you because he is. He's going to be with you. We might as well live like he is, which means we're going to have courage and we're going to go into scary places because we know that he'll transform that place once we get in there. So if you guys would stand, I wanna pray over you. Father, I thank you that you never leave us. God, I thank you that we can trust with all of our heart. We know that you are faithful, that even as as we have to walk into situations that we'd rather not be in, that, that scare us, um, that are dark, God, that, that we know that you are with us and that you are our light, that you light up the dark as we walk into it, that we bring you with us into those situations, Lord. And I just pray that for anybody here who's just in the midst of, of a really scary season where, where they just need courage and strength, God, would you just remind them that you're with them, Lord, in a very strong and tangible way, Lord, so that they don't just know it in their head, but that it truly moves to their heart. And from their very core, they know and believe that you are with them in the situation that they are in. Lord, I pray that you, you light that situation up so that it is not nearly as dark, so it's not nearly as scary. And God, give us courage. Lord, let us be people of courage to walk into those situations and do what you're calling us to do. We love you, Lord, and we pray in your name. Amen.